0: up y'all you're listening to the gabacho borracho u.s soccer talk podcast with your hosts thomas miller and Corey adair your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot 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 u.s men's national team takes take it away go go usa
1: great for the claims it distribution brilliant landon donovan or things are here for the usa can they do it here Crossed, and Debsy is denied again, And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh!
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gavacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk. Uh, this is Thomas Miller, and I'm here with my main guy,
1: uh, Corey Adair. Uh, we won't be having Dan with us again this week. He is—I don't know—I don't—I think he said he doesn't drink. But if it was me, I'd be sipping a mojito, and he's sitting on a beach somewhere in the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. you know, we uh, we're, we're dealing with we're dealing with winter weather. It's cold, and he's <laughs> out here getting a nice little suntan on. So you know fuck him i guess hope he's having fun oh no yeah for real i do hope he is having fun um but we do have another episode for everybody we took last week off last week was kind of a slow week i mean we're still in a little bit of a slow period we have we have the break in the champions league we have league domestic cups going on we have league games going on we have plenty of guys playing in those games but as far as international goes it's still pretty slow we had a we did have a friendly in the last week.
0: Yeah, we played a friendly against Bosnia. Herzegovina. <laughs> Herzegovina uh, Over the weekend. It was an all MLS or mostly MLS. Uh, guys that are their uh, their clubs are taking breaks right now. Um are kind of came out and 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 just straight up said that it was to get uh, the guys who who our MLS type guys who who might need to play in January in the January window, which is still another month away, to kind of get them fitness, um, which was shitty in a way, because uh, there were a lot of younger guys that were called up that I think most of the US men's national team fans wanted to see play. But it's, you know, as soon as that became his talking to point, we kind of assumed that it was just gonna be, you know, a nice little practice for. Christian Roldan and Kellen Acosta and Jackson Yule and <laughs> whoever else, you know, Jossie Zardes. And, yeah. Uh,
1: we, we had another classic moment where Burr Halter did one thing to make us think that he was going to give us a little bit of something fun to watch and something to hope for, give us a little glimmer of hope for the future mm-hmm. and then turn around and did a classic Burr Halter move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just um, like, uh, we can just go over the game just a little bit because that's all it really deserves. Uh uh, it, was a, it was a starting 11. Like, we kind of mentioned that uh, there, was a, there was a few guys getting, you know, some run out there that we really haven't seen. Uh, one guy that's interesting is Johnny Cardoso at the 6. He plays down in Brazil. And uh, uh, he's kind of most famous in the, you know, United States mid-national team realm for one of the guys who played really horrible in the Olympic qualifying down there in Guadalajara. Um since that moment, he hadn't been back with the national team. But uh he'd been playing really well in Brazil for Internacional in Brazil. And uh so I was kind of excited to see him. Uh and then there was a mix of a bunch of other guys that we always see, like uh Zimmerman, Acosta Roland, um Ferreira Gasimran, Pepe, Jordan Morris coming back from his injury, got the start. Uh and honestly, it was just kind of a sleepy game. Looked like a bunch of MLS guys that were rusty. And uh, um, Bosnia actually went down to ten men in the f- like fortieth minute, which has made the game even worse because all they, you know, with the less guys, all they did was defend. USA had about two or three chances. Um, really, I mean, that's. That's about it. Nobody played great. Nobody played really bad. Pepe missed a fucking wide open cross. He completely whipped on it. It was kind of. That's embarrassing. But again,
1: uh, I was going to say, these guys haven't been practicing with their clubs for a few weeks already. mm -hmm. So they've already lost their sharpness as far as actual playing minutes goes. So, I mean, it was a sloppy game because none of these guys are playing for their clubs.
0: So that brings up a talking point, though. We're only, you know, like for Pepe, Dallas missed the playoffs, so he's done since, you know, the Mexico and Jamaica games. That's the last time he played competitive soccer. Yeah. But for the rest of, you know, the MLS guys who, who their team made a playoff run or whatever, we're only they're only about a month out. Um, this next set of games isn't for another month, and and uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the MLS season is different than every single other soccer season. Um, in the entire world, uh, they start up in March and end in November. Um, so, so they won't, next they won't window, even be doing their preseason camp until they November. won't even be doing their preseason camp. So if they look rusty only a few weeks out, we really have to start thinking and taking a serious look at what will they look like
1: another month from now. Oh, and gonna can be they be trusted? No, they can't be trusted, and it's gonna be bad. And I mean, in all reality. There is only one of them that has, well, there's two, there's two, there's two, there's Mm. two. There are only two of these MLS guys that have truly been accountable and reliable every time they've stepped on the pitch. Mm -hmm. Matt Turner and Walker Zimmerman. Yeah. And if you're not playing, that automatically disqualifies a goalkeeper. You can't expect a cold goalkeeper to come in and play well. So it has to be. It has to be somebody playing in Europe. It's probably going to have to be Stefan, even though he doesn't play all the time. He'll still have been practicing. Yeah. Uh, but Zimmerman's the only other one. Yeah. In all reality,
0: who else is there? No, uh, I mean, but it's just like you start looking at a group of three games in seven days again.
1: Critical three games.
0: Yeah, and so we 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 can just really count on eleven guys. So it would be interesting to see. They do open camp at least a couple weeks before um the actual FIFA break so it's going to be a bunch of MLS guys again kind of traditionally they do that in January anyway but uh just based on the performance they were in camp for a couple weeks you know before this Bosnia game and it would it just looked like shit and uh so uh, it's a dilemma and you know if like I was in charge of things like I know how I would handle it but it'll be interesting to see (laughs) and by interesting I mean, completely predictable what he's going to do, how Burhalter will handle, you know, the rotation guys. To me, I would if, – if we're calling in 30 guys, I'm calling in 26, 27
1: European guys. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not even calling in 27 guys <coughs> because we've already talked about the rotation issue, even in a three-game window. I mean, at most, he should be playing 15, maybe 16 people mm-hmm. in a three-game, seven-day window. Seventeen yeah. max, maybe, right? So, I'm bringing twenty-two out of caution, and it is going to be twenty-one European guys, and the only MLSer I'm bringing in, bringing in, is Walker Zimmerman, right? Because
0: yeah, even I mean, cold,
1: he ends up playing well. Like yeah. He's the only. One, he's the only. He's the only one that, no matter what the scenario is, you bring him into camp, you put him on the field, you aren't disappointed.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see that there are some guys that could move, like Pepe. Oh move. no, I mean, there's uh, there's there's
1: three there's three guys that are definitely moving in January. You got Cameron you got Clark. the San Jose kid,
0: getting Caldwell. I thought was he, moving. No, I thought he, thinking, you might be thinking of Kevin Clark who's uh, moving to Red Bull. I
1: thought both of them were getting moved in January.
0: I don't know about Kyle, but uh, I know no, I don't think he is. But okay, but I do. Okay, so Kevin Cam Clark, Clark for sure is. It and sounds then, like James Sands
1: and peppy well. is most likely getting moved in yeah. january
0: there's a lot of i mean yeah so i mean well it's kind of calmed down on and Bello, Bello, Bello too. bellow and sand are both like a high possible possibility rumors uh, we we talked about before that rumor mill and yeah, transfers is like fucking stupid it's worse you know. than a it's worse than a small town high school <laughs> yeah absolutely but it sounds like both of them are like, almost guarantees to not be on the I think Pepe gets opening day January. roster. I hope Pepe does. You know, I hope DK does, too. There was a, a story that broke that he was rumored to, was it Queens Park Rangers? I wouldn't or, complain about Oh, that. no, no, West Brom.
1: West Brom. In West, the championship, West Brom. You know, okay. So, so, I wouldn't yeah. complain about that, though. No, I know.
0: It's, it's, an, it's a move up. From, I'll tell you
1: what. I'd rather take a Champion League player mm-hmm. and even a non-Power 5 player. That's playing, forty-five to sixty-five percent of the minutes, yeah. over an MLS guy that's been sitting for two months.
0: Absolutely, but I mean, we're we're just basically what are we? We are wasting peons. time. We are
1: peons. We're <laughs> bitching about something. <laughs> we're, we're wasting. Already know we're Berhalter. wasting our time
0: because we already know what Berhalter will do. He'll yep. call in, Roldan. on. He'll call in, legit. He'll call in, Acosta. Doesn't matter. They could be fucking sitting on their ass on the couch for the last five, six, 60 days in fucking copies yeah i know it's just gonna be a yeah it's it'll be it's gonna be tough
1: i'm I don't, i'm not even gonna think about it right now i am yeah. going to allow myself to stress about it when i see the <laughs> roster going into training camp yeah in the second week of january yeah you know three weeks from now i'll go ahead and start thinking about it it's not even worth my thought because i already know that i'm going to be 30 percent excited or uh, well, anywhere from thirty to sixty percent excited to anywhere from seventy to forty percent disappointed. Yeah. And it's already, I already, it's it's as proven as Nebraska losing in the fourth quarter by one possession. It's yeah. just going to happen
0: after scoring to get it to one possession and then trying an onside kick
1: or having a two possession lead, <laughs> and just
0: shitting it on your fucking leg. All right. Anyways. So that's a, that's about as much attention we need to give to that friendly. It was, It's kind of like Corey said, like, I, there was, there was a point where I think in November we were like excited about it, but as the camp wore on and then when, you know, No, this just showed, against
1: like, this showed me why I'm nervous about January.
0: Yeah, I know. And it seems like it's just, it, we had what, like.
1: Somebody made a joke. 20, on 20
0: ga- 20 meaningful games, allegedly meaningful games. And like, four months and now we're we, we're doing this like two and a half month stretch without meaningful games it feels like yeah i saw somebody make a joke on
1: t- <laughs> saw somebody make a joke on twitter where they said oh looks like it's another classic bird halter showing back pass back pass back pass long ball yeah uh, you know I, I don't know i'm, I'm tired of seeing it yeah but- um the other the
0: other thing for doing kind of a u.s mince national team roundup we always got to talk about how our guys are doing in europe one thing I want to talk about is that I don't, I don't think if, if everybody's being completely neutral and honest since November 1st, I mean, you can go back further. We all know what happened in the September call-up window when he was sent home for whatever he did in El Salvador. But Weston McKinney is absolutely the best player in our player
1: pool right now. Right now, the top three performing <laughs> players on our roster, whether it be for club or country, are in no particular order mm-hmm. Weston McKinney, Brennan Aronson, Tyler Adams. Yeah, as far as what they do
0: at their clubs, right? A club or, or country. Yeah, because I mean, or country. Yeah, because the, the, if you just watch, get a Paramount Plus, if you're listening to this, get a Paramount Plus subscription or try for seven days. Watch a fucking Juventus game. Oh my God. McKinney is a fucking baller dude. He can muscle guys, he can finesse guys. His his fucking game is is like at the best level I ever seen it. I mean, he's the, si- he's the
1: he's si- the he I mean, if he really wanted to play cuz he is not one of these recruited dual national guys. No. This guy is true blue Texas. American. Yes, he's he's from Texas. His forehead, he got big meaty forehead. He's real I, mean, I mean, he he <laughs> He is as American as it gets. Yeah, and <laughs> if he, if you looked at him and watched him play, he could play American football. We, we've yeah, talked yeah, yeah, this. we've talked about that. We've talked about this. He's a running back.
0: Yeah, H back, H back, running back. I mean, lead side linebacker. He's strong thick. safety, depending on what your style is. Man. He's I mean, thick, dude. He's, he's thick. And come he's tough. A fuck motherfuckers. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's either going to lead block or. He's gonna fucking destroy the lead blocker. And and, and this is how he plays. This is like he's a pimp on Juventus. Juventus is playing a lot better. They 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 really uh, got is, they really got dealt a, a shitty fucking hand with the Ronaldo thing, right?
1: Yeah, and, and they're
0: playing way better. And it's it's like it it's it's I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but it's like 65-75 thanks to McKinney because he takes the ball. Like if you watch their game, that's a, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, if you're a U.S. men's national team fan, watch a Juventus game because McKinney is on the ball. Like he gets like 120 touches per game. Oh and, no, he, I, and he doesn't fuck up. I mean, he fucks up. He does what he fucks up. I mean, he always loses the ball, but he's always pushing the ball. So it's like you 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 get you you take the bad for what you get. It's like a point guard who gets like 18, you know, like 13 assists a game. So he, he's, like, like, a, a, he's like
1: a point guard that has four points created for every – well, three points created for every turnover. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, it, at, at worst, that turnover leads to th- three points, yeah. but he creates three points for every turnover he commits. Yeah. And and actually, it's probably four points for every turnover because he creates more than he neglects. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say something about that was that – Juve is, I mean, it's what Juve, Inter, and AC are probably the three biggest money teams in Italy.
0: Yeah, nobody's really a money team. <laughs> that league is no, lost no. It,
1: but they're the most famous teams. They're the yeah, they're, they're the ones that teams. they're the ones that could potentially go get a big name. Yeah, you know, they're they're the
0: Napoli, Roma might have something to say about that. But yeah, basically, basically yeah, the
1: yeah, they might players. have something to say for, it, but they typically are a homegrown type of thing where i mean yes they have the money to go buy people mm-hmm. but they also develop youth as to where yeah. the other three could be strictly people that aren't from italy playing on the team yeah. I, they, they are you're right syria doesn't have nearly as much money as the epl but if you're comparing it it is man U, man city and chelsea those that's those yeah. three teams Absolutely. and juve has massively underachieved because you said they got fucked over by ronaldo to the point where at, at a certain point this season they didn't know if it was time to blow it up Mm -hmm. or keep some pieces and go make some moves. Like they, you could, the rumor mill showed it. The rumor mill was we're selling everybody. And then all of a sudden the rumor mill was we're not selling anybody. We're going to buy some people. And then all of a sudden the rumor mill was, we're going to sell some people. We're going to buy some people. When they were saying that they were going to sell everybody, McKinney was one of the names. And that was shortly after he got kicked off of the national team in -hmm. that window down in El Salvador. And then all of a sudden, a month later, It changed to, we're not blowing it up. And then it changed to, we are going to sell some people. We're going to make some moves because we're Juve and we should be doing better. But we're not selling McKinney.
0: Yep, absolutely. He's a
1: cornerstone. They've officially tapped him as a cornerstone.
0: Yeah. The reason that he's brought up in sales is the same thing with Barca right now. The most valuable Barca asset is Sergino Dest. That's why he's probably going to get sold here in January. And he was you know, termed out of favor with Xavi or not, uh, with Xavi, like, um, you know, since he became the coach, but I mean, really it's because they need money. They need money there. They want to either prepare for like a summer splurge or try to make some sort of movement to, to make a run, you know, at champions league position, at least, uh, in, in La Liga and it's the same sort of thing. Juve, the, you know, the, one of their most valuable assets was, weston mckinney but i mean he just looks unsellable at this point because of everything that he does
1: he gels up you're at you're, to not, gonna get, you're <laughs> not gonna get it's 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 like how my, me and my buddy talk about our dynasty fantasy football league mm-hmm. when a bunch of people are offering you trades for a guy do you value him more than everybody else because if you do you can't trade mm-hmm. and it became this thing where juve with mckinney when he got in trouble, they didn't value him as much. And then they remembered why he, they signed him and, and through his play on the field. And then all of a sudden said, Oh, wait, no, we're only going to get like 60, 60 to 70 million for this guy, mm-hmm. but he's worth 115 to our club. Yeah. We can't sell him.
0: He's doing exactly. I don't know if we talked about it exactly on the show, but I know you and I personally talked about it, That like since he had that issue in the first, world cup qualifying window like you know because i've always been the biggest mckinney backer that that exists in the u.s men's national team fan base and like i I remember telling you that like (laughs) i wanted to come back and just be an outstanding player yeah
1: and you 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 wanted you wanted the second chance to work through yeah
0: the second chance he he clearly was like in embar- I don't know embarrassed or whatever. Oh, he was. He was affected by what happened, and he's come back with like a
1: chip on his shoulder
0: and say like, "That's not me," you know. Um, oh, dude, I'm I think I think up. he's
1: been overamped the last couple international matches because he comes out and gets dispossessed early. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like he shakes his head, takes a deep breath, and then it's Bam McKinney. Yeah,
0: you that, know, yeah, it's kind of like his trend in in U.S. men's national team games where he kind of starts where he's like turning it over. It's either. He's overamped. Yeah, overamped, or he's expecting other guys to be places that they're not, that they should be, maybe, or he's yeah, he's just like fucking up. But then like when he settles into the game, then fucking amazing. Yep. Uh, another guy. Let's just talk about real quick. Pulisic. Like the fuck. Anybody who is constantly on Twitter, like us, the fucking Chelsea hate for Pulisic. Oh, they hate him over there.
1: <laughs> they hate him so
0: much. I'm so sick and tired of it. I don't. I, I want to get him out of there. I don't I care where him, he
1: goes. I want him to be on a team that
0: appreciates him. Yeah, he. That's that's what he needs. I mean, I don't get, I don't get their fucking hate. Like uh, there was a there was a big thing their weekend game, uh, where he's playing uh, again the false nine position, you know, and occupying defenders. I don't think he, was...
1: I don't think he can go to La Liga because it's too much of a Latin American backing.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he, he could, could go back to Bundesliga.
0: I'd love to see him in La Liga. It's so wide open. Oh, I, I
1: firmly believe that he would be perfect for Barcelona. Yeah. That, that's a player that you Protect could... him from injury, too. Like, yeah. it, it, And he's a player at value. Like, you can get him at a value. Yeah. And if you make him an important player, maybe he saves himself a little bit. You tell him, like, hey, I need you. You're not a super sub here. You are a starter, and I need you. Mm-hmm. You might see him grow a little bit in the way that you want him to. Yeah, and i think with that style of play in Barcelona he dude, he's a technical guy a couple quick touches pass yeah. you know like that that fits his playing style
0: yeah it's totally so <laughs> really cool. this is such a different league compared to he did the
1: Premier League he did force a penalty today in the Carabao Cup that's
0: that's good on him you know, <clears throat> on the right? keeper
1: too he he got a through ball and mm-hmm. it was between him and the keeper to get there and he got there clearly like like a clear half second before the keeper and got a touch on it got it away from him got two touches on it before the keeper made contact with him yeah like super easy penalty
0: right Yeah, and that's what he can bring that's what he can bring and that's why I think La Liga would just be like the perfect place for him there's just so much space there's so much less uh physical play you know yeah you gotta be a fucking like like if if, if, if Weston and McKinney was to get sold Premier League would be the perfect place for him because, you know, no. he ain't no bitch. No, you gotta be fucking like a hard nosed dude. You know, you gotta be like a Big Ten football player, <laughs> interior lineman to play in the in the Premier League. And he, he, there's, it's not just Pulisic. I I hate on Pulisic. I don't hate on him, but like I I have been critical of him. And then U.S. men's national team, you know, world, you can't really criticize Pulisic at all. But like he. Is not the only person who has gone to Premier League and had a ton of injury issues and, and not had a bunch of goal success because there they're just guys who didn't who aren't used to being kicked and elbowed. Yeah, I I, I didn't necessarily physically. ever feel that
1: way about him though, because he started in Bundesliga. The Bundesliga is just not
0: it's it's it is what it's not. I mean in the box, the Bundesliga is the same sort of thing, but the Premier League is just like I agree. Anything you can get away with, you're going to get away
1: with. It is, it's but it isn't, but it is enough. Yeah. It is, but it isn't, but it is enough. <laughs> but, but I mean, what do they play at, at Dortmund? I mean, he never got touched at Dortmund. I also think that we can't be too critical of him over the last month because look what Tuchel's doing with him in his positions.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Starting but him from, at, from a false absolutely.
1: nine to an attacking mid to a winger to a it, right wing want? back. What do you like, want?
0: A, that's, a, that's the thing I fucking hate about Chelsea fans. What do you want from you're nine <laughs> like if you don't understand basic football like he's occupying defenders if there's two guys on him obviously the fucking wings are going to be fucking open you know yep and that's what that's what you want you want a guy who's dangerous enough that is gonna fucking occupy them guys but he's five foot nine five foot Ten. ten. <laughs> he's five foot like, fucking nine ten he's not gonna like Win crosses. He's not Giroud or fucking Tommy Abraham or whatever the fuck Chelsea wants from a fucking nine. I mean, he's not that guy. Lukaku and they got out right.
1: Yeah I, mean, yeah,
0: I mean, is this? He's just running defenses off and shit, and they still want to fucking. Hit him. So that's what I'm saying. Get Pulisic out of there.
1: Yeah, just get Anywhere. him through, get him to a place where the fan base is gonna appreciate him.
0: Bayern Munich would love him. They love Alfonso Davies. Oh, I know that they would love him. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, if you went back to Dortmund, that'd be great.
1: I'd love to see him at Dortmund because then you could just get him and Gio to be on a whole other level.
0: That'd be sick. That'd be perfect for a World Cup build up. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying.
1: You <laughs> get you I get know, a bunch of our really guys sick. in Bundesliga, and so they're used to that style of I would play.
0: Eat, I would even be okay if he went to Liverpool because of, of Jurgen Klopp. Like, he brought him in at yep. Dortmund and obviously believes well, in him. He, he claimed to he, his strengths. Tomas Tuchel clearly has no love for him. He doesn't fucking want anything to do with him.
1: And, and he only won't get rid of him because of how valuable he is off the bench. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where I'm not going to start him. Fuck him. Well, then they'll sell him then because we can get some money from him. Well, no. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, fuck Tuchel, dude. I, <laughs> I fucking know. hate that, man. Anyways, let's go ahead and get to the next segment. All
0: right. All right. So we got – Um. do you want to – Take it first, or do you want me to go through?
1: Um. So we're what? We're doing the contemplations and takes again? Yep, we're doing some segments. All right, so for Corey's contemplation this week, we are three days away from Christmas, and I know that in young male America, you either love Christmas or you hate Christmas, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't seem like there's any in between. You know, on the college football podcast, uh, last week's soup, went on and on about how mad he gets when people ignore Thanksgiving, how Thanksgiving is his favorite holiday. And I, and I'm right on board with that. You know, I don't want to hear any Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, Mm -hmm. but I, now that I have kids, I love Christmas. I loved it as a kid, as a young adult, I hated it. Mm -hmm. But now that I have kids, I love it again. It is really stressful. Going and having to see family and all the food and wrapping presents and shopping and not going broke, you know, there's a lot of stress involved. So I can understand why people don't like it for the stress. But I, dude, when I low key find out what my kids want throughout the year and then they get it on Christmas and they get to open those presents and they so and get all excited, I mean, like almost piss their pants excited. <laughs> you know that 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 is why it's great.
0: That is that is like an amazing feeling. At some point in my adulthood, I definitely became a person who who likes to give more than than receive, and and just just to see happy people, fucking, you know, if it's my kids or whatever, my oldest kid never really cared for Christmas. Uh, my four year old just really really getting into Santa Claus, and we got him like a bunch of shit that, like, I'm fucking beyond. Beyond pumped to see his reaction, what'd you get him? Got him the uh Paw Patrol Tower. It's like a Walmart thing. Anybody who's gone to Walmart in the Midwest in like the last (laughs) month and a half, you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's like a three and a half foot thing it's just like a track that goes down with all the paul patrol call cars oh hell yeah dude i yeah, never he's got all to. into Paw patrol like kill was marshall like two three is, years ago like, and i never
1: got him that that yeah
0: well i don't know if it was ever out i don't know it, it's like paul patrol really has blown up now oh yeah and uh yeah his favorite guy is marshall marshall's his favorite the firefighter he always loved firefighters and shit too and uh yeah i mean i'm into it too to an extent, like, I, uh, when I've been buying my Christmas, this is this this is my take. I've been buying my Christmas presents, and I've been doing the online order, and then just pick up in the store. Mm-hmm. And I fucking swear to God, I walk into these stores, th- there's, like, no parking. <laughs> it's oh. full as fuck. I don't know how these people are walking around the store buying shit. Like, why wouldn't they just take advantage? Dude, no, this is crazy. To this fucking is, buy online and go this pick it up. This is the first time I've <laughs> seen the stores
1: like this since pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. For Truly. Sure. It sucks. It's crazy. <laughs> that part <But> sucks. I, <laughs> no, it does. It does. I actually had to go shopping today. So I was one yeah. of those people. I had to go buy a bunch of clothes for my nieces and nephews today, Yeah. but I found exactly what they wanted. I got my one nephew, a Spider-Man bathrobe. And <laughs> my sister said that every time they go to Walmart, He's been asking for a ball, like baseball hat. She's like, he doesn't even wear them. I think he likes to collect them, but he's been asking for a Spider Man one, uh-huh. and I found a Spider Man one. So nice. I'm all excited. He, like that kid loves me. I'm excited to see what he, what his reaction is. Yeah. No, Kale Kale went through the Paw Patrol phase too. Yeah. Um. So I I get it.
0: Yeah yeah it's it's not a, it's going, not a
1: bad cartoon dude
0: no it's not it, it's pretty enjoyable as far as like fucking shit kids like these days
1: i mean the totally big two enjoyable. big two that i've had to deal with in my household were paw patrol and Kokomo. Kokomo. <laughs> Yeah, Coco Malone. We, we
0: uh dave and ava which is like a musical one i think it's out of spain in england but for some reason it's all over youtube and then a Patrol now, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is a lot,
1: but yeah, but no. So so, I just wanted to at least touch on why I like the holiday. I I think it gets too much hate, and I think the hate's because of the stress that right. comes with it. But and you, and you got your ribeye? Yeah, it's up in the fridge right now. Yeah, in the fridge I didn't right even now? get no. I do. I totally forgot to tell you when you got here. Yeah. yeah, it's up in the fridge. All right. Um, I got two t-
0: coming tomorrow. Two straight, tomorrow
1: straight from. Straight, straight, <laughs> straight from the side of fucking beef out of hot box seventeen. There is no hot box seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> it ends at sixteen. Yeah, um is. No. uh <laughs> Anyways, no, we we were gonna talk about foods. I'm I'm definitely. I mean, I'll go ahead and take the hate for, her, but I'm definitely a foodie. I, I yeah. love to cook. I love to make different foods. I. Send pictures out to random people in the network. You've you We've had each other on Snapchat for years, so you see yeah. what I do all the time.
0: So what do you put on your ribeye that you stick sticking in the oven? You're just doing salt and pepper?
1: No, no, no. no. I soften butter. Soften butter. Oh, dude, I soften butter, put the whole butter on there. I actually uh, put whole pieces of garlic into the meat. All right. And then I put oil, get all the seasonings matted, and then I rub butter all over it before I throw it in.
0: But it is one of the things that you got to leave it in there. Yeah, you
1: can't touch, you can't touch it. it. You got to trust actually, it. It's just yeah. like, it, dude, it's, I mean, we both have Hispanic <laughs> wives. It's just like making rice on the stove. Yeah. It has to be there for 15 minutes. You cannot <laughs> fucking, you pull that lid off, you fuck yourself. Right. Right. So with the ribeye, what he's talking about is there's a technique. You got to turn it up to 500. You got to cook it for so many minutes for every pound of meat. And then you just shut the oven off and you leave it there for four hours and you cannot open it. The entirety of the four hours, you just gotta trust the process, and I promise you, it works. I will post a picture of it this Christmas. Yeah. But this brings us to top five Christmas foods. All right, all right, and oh the, shit! No, and it's just gonna be our personal top fives. Okay, should so should I
0: make a ranking? No, 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 no no no, 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 no.
1: This is just I'm gonna say my number five. You're gonna say your number five, and we're gonna okay. go all the way to number one. All right. Okay, and it can be entrees, it can be side dishes, it can be desserts, it can be drinks. Okay. Okay. So whatever you, it, it, there's, there's no competition here. We're just trying to spread the love of Christmas. Right. right. You know, I have a lot of people hate on it, so we're just going to love it. Um, all right. So number five for me, and the only reason that this is is down at number five is just because it's an across the board thing, mashed potatoes and brown gravy. Right. You just have to have mashed potatoes at every holiday season, family holiday. And I am a super anti-chicken gravy guy mm-hmm. when it comes to family holidays. Like, it's got to be brown gravy, whether it's mushroom gravy or beef gravy. I don't care. I don't care, but it's got to be brown gravy. Right. Um, I, that kind of sounded colorist, but <laughs> whatever. Um, no, it's got to be mashed potatoes and brown gravy. That's my number five. All what, right. What, what would you go with?
0: My number five is a classic, but it's a great a Christmas ham, hat. Yeah. Christmas ham, a huh? A lot of people will do the ham and uh, turkey. I will say that uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm in the minority to say it, that the, the, the turkey is like a once-a-year thing, you know? So if you do that on Thanksgiving, a lot of people do it on Christmas again, I guess, but I, I'm oh, a 100. huge fan, you know? Yep. But, like, a, a nice ham, you can't go wrong in any sort of way. You know, you smoke it you cut it up into sandwiches and you bring it as like a potluck or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's very simple, but that, 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 that counts as my number five for sure.
1: No, I definitely appreciate the Christmas ham. Um, yeah. I definitely appreciate Christmas ham. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you that Turkey has its time and place and it's Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. Um, which you'll see with my later on, <laughs> you know, goat ranking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways anyways number four i'm gonna go see i I use the five spot because of a traditional one that like ever it's just a default this one is actually a personal one number four i'm gonna go with oyster soup my my personal number four and that's because growing up we always went to my grandma's on christmas eve Mm -hmm. this is the same grandma that i've talked about across all the podcasts that i've been on Mm -hmm. with the network grandma that i call for every nebraska game i call her like two hours before every nebraska game and we talk about players to watch talk about nebraska football on a weekly basis um we would always go to her house for christmas eve she always had chili and oyster soup mm. when i was a kid you couldn't have paid me money to try that oyster soup right. as an adult three years ago she didn't make it and i was pissed <laughs> like it's a yeah, it okay. is a holiday tradition for my family and mm-hmm. yes we are having it this year you know it's just it just happens every year and I and I love it I love it right so
0: my number four is one that I think I got to give like a little fucking explanation before I even say what it is is that we all live in so many broken homes (laughs) (laughs) this like modern age that I mean how many Christmas are you doing I'm doing one on the 23rd I'm doing one on the 24th at 2. I'm doing another one 24th at the night. And then I'm doing
1: a 25th. I'm doing Christmas Eve at my mom's house during lunch. Yeah, Christmas Eve at Mona's house, my my Mm grandma-in-law. Christmas Eve night. And then I'm doing mine Christmas Day. Yeah. So three, three and four.
0: So my number four is pizza. Pizza. Why? Because what are you getting at? if you, if you're going to all hispanic
1: he's only doing this because he's anti soup
0: <laughs> no no, no it listen. should be
1: pozole
0: no no but i mean okay <laughs> if you're going somewhere where it's like either tamales or pozole or you're going somewhere where it's always going to be turkey ham or fucking our number obvious number ones yeah. uh you get tired of it it's like a it's like a 3 4 day thing so that like that like christmas that you have where it's like if you're doing three or four christmases where somebody's like we're just ordering pizza that's like the fucking perp that's like the perfect fucking break dude
1: yeah see i've never i've never experienced that only because laura's family consolidates right you know like they're There is no brokenness in her family. It's all consolidated (laughs) at her grandma's, (laughs) right? right? Like it's in my family, Family, it is, but my dad, my dad lives in Texas. Right. right, You know, so, you know, you're right. If my dad lived up here, then I'd be having four Christmases. Right. And then if I had anything to do with my biological mama, I'd be having five Christmases. (laughs) So, you know, it's just, it's all been consolidated. Yeah. At certain homes. So I have a spread, but. Because as good as
0: rabbi is. If you get ribeye, mashed potato, or ribeye rice, fucking some veggies, mashed potatoes set in front of you, three days
1: in a row, oh, I'm gonna get sick of it. <laughs> yeah, you're. No, sick I'm human. human. I'm yeah. human. Right. Exactly. No, I I actually appreciate the logic behind it. I yeah. I have had times where maybe it wasn't. A pro- actually, the Fourth of July that happened one time yeah. where we went and did it with my at my grandpa's house the my mom's house the day before we had, like, three or four different Fourth of Julys that we did. Yeah. And one of them was pizza, where we're just, like, dude, we're just ordering pizza. And yeah. it was, like, a huge stress relief. It just makes you feel good. Yeah. It makes you feel good.
0: Everybody loves it. Kids love it. Yeah. You gonna worry about, like, you at your kid to pizza. They're going to eat it. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So, number three. Number three, I'm going to go with, oh, let's see here. Number three. Ooh. Oh, I know what it is. So our family tradition, we always had shrimp cocktail.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I love shrimp
1: cocktail. Dude, I don't know why, but my grandma has always had shrimp cocktail at her house. <laughs> and it's there's been years where she's, like, too drunk before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> and she forgets to put it out till an hour before we get there, so it's still yeah. frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> but no she always has shrimp cocktail it's it's a it makes no sense i don't know. have you ever had shrimp cocktail at a christmas party yeah i think it's a common thing
0: is it I, yeah for okay. sure for sure okay. i think it's like a pretty common one like uh another one of like the mini christmases i have to do is a it's like a potluck sort of thing and i'm doing uh sushi bamboo if you guys want to sponsor us and you happen to listen to this come on Sushi Bamboo on uh, Hamilton Boulevard in Sioux City, Iowa. They have a plate that's available on the 24th that I think is like $35, and it's like 30 pieces there you um, go. of sushi. There you go. And I'm bringing that to, you know, uh, to the potluck one that I go to. So the shrimp cocktail, I totally understand. Okay. So we're on number
1: three. Yep. So now it's number two. <laughs> or no, number oh, three number for three.
0: you. Okay. I'm, I'm putting tamales in number three. There you go. I love, oh, a, I love a tamale, any uh, Hispanic, uh, la noche buena, they call it, the 24th, rolling over to the 25th, you get, you get to hug all of your wife's cousins, <laughs> I was kidding about that, you you do hug them, but uh, don't, don't get excited about it, yeah, <laughs> the, the girl who's got her tongue out on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'll have uh, some ponche if you're, like, Central American. Ponche we, see, they don't do that.
1: American. They don't do it because only a couple people like it.
0: Yeah, it's gross as fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's gross. But tamales, you can't go wrong. Oh, no. Oh, the only reason tamales isn't making my list mm-hmm. is because it's not just a Christmas thing. It's a holiday. It's a, it's a whole winter thing.
0: Right? it's tamale yeah. you know just like you, you have can't sundress. get away from it, just like you have
1: sundress season dude, you have tamale season
0: you can't get away from tamales if you're yeah. if you're in a hispanic family you, you fucking like
1: birthday parties <laughs> if <laughs> anything happens between the first of november <laughs> and the last day of march there is tamales you available. have the
0: tamales
1: <laughs> like, my wife always says like like that's
0: what i always miss about Waking up on Christmas Day in Nicaragua is like, we warm up the tamales that we made the night before. Like, that's what you, that's what you miss. is like, fucking we can have that here. Like, everybody does that. Everybody here. fucking does that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So no, I, I fully respect the tamale <laughs> and yeah. that's going to roll into my number two. I'm actually going to bring up a Hispanic dish, but you are an anti, anti-soup guy. I'm not not anti-soup the person, anti-soup the food. Yeah. I love soup. No, you hate soup.
0: I love soup. The person.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> Campbell. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I, 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 yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. He, 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 oh yeah, I like him too. Anyway, respect. yes. But the, as far as food is concerned, you like hate on soup dishes.
0: I, Me, but I've been
1: coming around. How many times in the past
0: month have I sent you a, a soup picture? Maybe two. Cola. Caldo de cola. Oh no, yeah. Yeah, I've been like it. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. But, Sorry. But, Sorry.
1: Uh, no, number two for me is going to be pozole. Mm-hmm. And just, just for the people that aren't hip with the Hispanic community, it is P-O-Z-O-L-A. <laughs> Look it up. Find a recipe. Make it. Enjoy it. Um, it What's is, in it? Oh, dude. It's, it's, so it's a pork shoulder. Mm-hmm. Pork shoulder. Just like pulled pork. Oh. Um, but it's a pork shoulder. And then it has hominy, which is fermented corn. Yes. And then it is a really deep, rich pepper and tomato based broth. Yeah. And then you can put radishes and onions and either cabbage or lettuce and avocado if you want and salsa and lime juice. And you put all this stuff in it. Some people, traditionally, it comes with pig's feet. And if you're a sick fuck like me, <laughs> You eat it with the pig's feet. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, straight up the hound status from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. I got... Dude, I got Kale to take a bite of pig's feet when he was three and a half, and he still eats it to this day with me. Wow. That's (laughs) impressive. Give me the pozole con patas. Mm. Oh. Oh. What else
0: is it known for? Oh, hangover cure. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, dude. You ever... You ever need to get your hangover cured, you just go get some Mexican soup from whatever Mexican restaurant you got near you. But if they have pozole on the menu, you go with that. Yeah. But no, it, it's just, it's, dude, it's a super traditional wintertime dish. Yeah. Like, we get served, we probably both eat it way more frequently than any of our listeners could ever imagine. <laughs> How many times in a 12-month calendar year do you eat pozole?
0: Me personally?
1: Okay, not, not necessarily that you do, but you could. I could,
0: uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of times.
1: Dude, I dare- Sole is
0: a, a traditionally Mexican thing. So, like, Central Americans aren't cooking it. Right. If, if we're just going to go soup category, caldo, caldo de pollo, caldo de res. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Once a week,
1: it's made at my house. Right, but <laughs> even the cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, the Tyson cafeteria, has pozole. Yeah. How often? They, yeah, at least once a week. I'm not saying how many times have you. I'm saying... If you ate it every time you could eat it, how many times in a year would you eat it?
0: Fifty-two,
1: <laughs> dude. I'm, yeah, like I'm saying, at least once a week. Once a week. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and and we're talking once a week, and that's without saying that you ain't eating it any time in the summertime. Oh. But you're eating it two times a week at least in the winter time. Yeah. Like it's that commonly made. So again, listeners, if you've never had pozole, you need to go find yourself some. <laughs> because it is life-changing right it is it is a comfort food for me as someone who never ate it until i was 26 years old <laughs> and i'm 32 now yeah. so in the last six years of my life i discovered this dish and it is a comfort food it is something that i eat enough of to where i needed it at afterwards <laughs> anyways all right what's your that's answer? the thing with soup though
0: fills you up then you're I don't, hungry like a week late i mean a, a
1: minute, an hour later See, I don't <laughs> weekly. I don't think
0: it fills you up that much. You know? No. No. Yeah. All right. So my number two, we're just going to fucking anything. I'm gonna put fudge, fudge,
1: fudge. And number oh.
0: two. So you want? Okay. I fucking love fudge, dude. Like, I can't remember a time in my life when I saw that. Like, you know that, you know that plate, that like Christmas theme plate. That's sitting out at a table when you go to like your family Christmas party or whatever, the dessert one,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the dessert did it one. always have the marshmallows with the caramel and the rice crispy treat on the outside? Were they on the outside? Yeah,
0: yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, it, it had like fine. the
0: fucking <laughs> tro- uh, white chocolate covered pretzels or whatever, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the big marshmallow yeah, with dude. the caramel
1: and the rice crispy yes, yes, treats, yes, yes, yeah. Yes.
0: but in the inside, there was fudge, yes, fudge fucking great man i don't care if it has coconut or fucking nuts or if it's just a straight fudge that's my fucking jam man like i yeah? it, it, i cannot get enough i i but it's like difference. it it is one of those things like shrimp cocktail or whatever where like you eat too much <clears throat> you start feeling fucked up uh,
1: <laughs> right and like that, yeah. but i mean
0: yeah i love fudge no that's fudge good my to know pursuit.
1: that's good to know i'm gonna i'm gonna store that one in the memory banks and you <laughs>
0: that sounded like a
1: like you're gonna like shit
0: into something and like no no you. no god no
1: no no i meant it like as like a random i'm gonna find something i'm gonna see something some fudge someday that i've never ta- like a type that i've never seen before a place yeah. i've never heard of making it i'll grab it for
0: you hell yeah but like, uh, I don't, I don't even know how it's like prepared. That's different than like just regular chocolate, but it's, it's the way that it's cooled perfect. down,
1: right? It's the ingredients and the way that it's cooled down, yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. But That's no, my so number two. we both have the same number one, really, uh, obviously, yeah. No, all not ribeye, but well, I mean, yes, yeah, ribeye, but ribeye, prime rib, prime rib, yeah. So, yes. I mean, because there's a difference between grilling a ribeye yes. and, and making a prime rib, yeah, same core,
0: same color. Christmas
1: prime rib, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the goat,
0: yep, you have to do it. get yep. your oven on it's cold as fuck here in the Midwest. Turn your oven on for a long time. perfect fucking thing to do Oh dude
1: and then when you cut it right in half and start making slices off of it, yeah oh dude, there's just nothing better i i i'm doing I'm doing prime rib with a mushroom gravy and then I'm doing green beans with bacon mm-hmm. And then I am also doing mashed potatoes with that same mushroom gravy. And then I'm doing like a, a meat and cheese tray. Because Laura, I hate, here's the funny thing. I hate cantaloupe. Yeah. I hate cantaloupe. But the only time I've ever eaten cantaloupe where I liked it was when it was wrapped in prosciutto.
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait. You hate cantaloupe? Yeah. Not honeydew? I can't do it. Cantaloupe. I can't do it. What What about with some tahine? No, no, no. See, I'm, no. I don't do tahine <laughs> on anything. I don't do tahini on much either. I've never met anyone who doesn't like cantaloupe, I think. No, I can't do cantaloupe. What the fuck? It's that weird aftertaste that You like pineapple? Yes. You like pineapple? Yes. You like
1: honeydew? No, because it's got the same no, aftertaste no. as nobody the cantaloupe. Likes, nobody likes honeydew. But it's because of the aftertaste. It's the same <laughs> aftertaste as cantaloupe. But wait, wait, can you take cantaloupe. <laughs> it, it, there's, there's, there's an
0: aftertaste yes, of
1: cantaloupe. Cantaloupe has like front. Sweetness. What about watermelon? Yeah. Watermelon problem. and cantaloupe are very similar no. that it feels like you're fucking eating water. Yes, but it's not about a texture. It's right. about what happens after the sweetness. What happens after the sweetness with cantaloupe is disgusting. Okay. Maybe you ate some bad. Cantaloupe. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's every time I eat it but no again That's
0: i'm trying crazy. to get to the point. so so what so you, okay like you, the way i'm sorry I, I i'm sorry i keep interrupting but like the way you feel about soup <laughs> it's the way i'm feeling about cantaloupe nobody doesn't like cantaloupe i do you do like you strawberries it. yes
1: none like of these kiwi? things have the same aftertaste <laughs> that you're like like you take a bite of cantaloupe it is initially sweet no it's initially sweet and then that it's sweetness, sweet. that, the, the, the sweetness that exists. Okay. And then that sweetness is gone. And then there's this like weird sensation that I can't explain and I fucking hate.
0: Honeydew has it hurt. Do does, does it
1: hurt your. Her... No, right it, here? it doesn't what's hurt it anything. My With wisdom
0: teeth? No, like where it connects. Oh, no. Have no. you ever had like a margarita and
1: eat yeah, food yeah. and like it hurts right here? Yeah. No, not, it doesn't that's do anything. No, no, it's a taste thing. It's strictly a taste thing. Yeah. <laughs> The only time I've ever eaten it and liked it, it was wrapped in prosciutto.
0: Prosciutto.
1: Yeah, that's like a classic Italian like side dish. Okay. So I'm making a meat and cheese tray where I'm going to take a bunch of cantaloupe and wrap it in prosciutto to prove uh, Laura wrong, because what this argument that we're having, I've also had with Laura. (laughs) You prove her wrong about what? That it's good. She thinks it sounds disgusting. Oh, but it's fucking delicious.
0: Dude, (laughs) I can't believe you don't like cantaloupe. What was like? What was like my equivalent? Like there was something that you couldn't believe I don't like. uh beef jerky. <laughs> I like beef
1: jerky. I can <laughs> eat it. No, I don't. I don't. I'm either. a vegan.
0: <laughs> uh, uh yeah. I don't remember. What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Miller, and I just wanted to let you know that the Gabacho borracho U.S. Soccer Talk Podcast is sponsored by Moneyline Dice. Moneyline aims to revolutionize the sports betting market through the creation of both functional and novelty products that sports bettors of all levels will enjoy. Spotted by its golden peaks, the Moneyline logo symbolizes winning, and winning big! Feature products include Moneyline Sports Betting Dice, Moneyline Sports Betting Pocket Notebook, Snapback Hat, and more. Use promo code CODA 10 kota k-o-t-a-1-0 to receive a 10 percent discount on your next order that's promo code CODA 10 k-o-t-a for 10 percent off your next order at moneylinedice.com now let's get back to the show all right so moving on to uh tomas's takes uh the thing that i want to talk about <clears throat> is there is some stats that came out uh here in the last couple of weeks, that uh, Iowa, <laughs> the state of Iowa, sold four hundred fifteen million dollars in liquor sales, not including wine or beer. Jesus! And um, so I looked up uh, the study and uh, these stats. So Iowa has a population of three point one one five. Or 155 million. Over the age of 21, there's just over 2 million people. It's 2,051,156. Um, in the same study, they gave the gallons of beer and wine sold. It was 96,980,406 gallons of beer and wine. Um, so that averages out for... People over 21, 47 gallons <laughs> beer and wine. Jesus. And then that's uh 501 beers per person, per person <laughs> on average. <laughs> and then the in the fucking liquor sales, like I said, 415 million. So with that same two two million fifty-one thousand one hundred and fifty-six. Uh, that's $202 per person on liquor that's insane <laughs> that's, and it's a lot of boozing yeah i mean iowa has been stepping the fuck up and uh i got the top 10 liquor brands oh god here we go <laughs> do you want to take a shot at- is jose
1: anywhere in the top 10 Jose Cuervo, no. No. Uh, How about 5 o'clock? Or Hawkeye Hawkeye Vodka? Hawkeye Vodka, number five. (laughs) What about Fireball? UV Blue.
0: Or UV. Where do you think Fireball lands? Top three.
1: It's number four. It's number four? Yeah.
0: Take a shot on number one. What do you think number one is?
1: Number one? Jameson. Nope. (laughs) Uh... It's in the same, it's in the
0: same, uh, district. Much cheaper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not across the ocean, but maybe to the north. Templeton. No, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So number one is black velvet. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever.
1: Number two is a vodka. The nope. Grey goose. Oh no, we're too we're too poor for that.
0: Think of uh a Boston Red Sox Ketos. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so number four is Fireball, yeah. but number three is like something very closely related to Fireball. If you think about it. goddamn damn. No, like think about like What do like more women probably drink (laughs) more than Fireball? Gin. No. (laughs) I don't. With Coke. Coca-Cola. Captain. Captain, yes. Yes. Number six is another vodka called McCormick. Okay. You fuck with that? No. (laughs) Number seven is an expensive one. Patrol. Comes in a very nice pouch.
1: Oh uh, it's the it's not Captain Morgan. that's the Crown Royal. Yes. <laughs> You're a fucking <laughs> expert in this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. Number number eight is a whiskey as well. Is this From the true? South.
1: Maker's mark. Nope. Uh, oh, Jim Beam. Nope. Wild Turkey. Nope.
0: Damn. The most famous one.
1: Oh, Jack Daniels. Yeah,
0: Jack Daniels Black Label. Number nine and ten are vodkas. Again, Vodka Sam. <laughs> Balling out. So Hawkeye was already one, Yeah.
1: Hawkeye, Hawkeye Vodka. Tito's. Can we just won. say
0: Hawkeye Vodka fucking gross? Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's so bad. If you're drinking Hawkeye Vodka, you're a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly. So I feel the same way about
1: five o'clock. <laughs> yeah yeah number uh,
0: nine is smirnoff okay number 10 is five o'clock <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's fucking wild so 415 million <laughs> 202 dollars per person yeah and i mean i'm i'm positive there's some people who don't drink you know and they buy, like, a bottle or, like, a six-pack, you know. Which means that
1: there's people spending $700. Yeah. And
0: I spend it one shooter at a time on <laughs> 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 Fireball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that was my, I'm It's is that, uh, like, Iowa clearly has a drinking problem.
1: Well, that's what happens when the days are short, the (laughs) nights are cold, and there's nothing to fucking do but look at empty cornfields all winter. Yes.
0: Yes. Or Iowa basketball or Iowa State basketball.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. You want to go to our picks?
0: Absolutely. Let's go.
1: So. I was actually going to kick this off. Go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, so with our last segment, we're going to go into our picks. Now it is a really, really slow time in club play. Even like this is probably, honestly, the slowest week we could come to you with picks. Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Bundesliga has already gone on break. Yes, La Liga goes on their break this week. Yep, Serie A goes on their break this week, and so does League One. Yep. So the only league that's even playing. Starting tomorrow through the next week that we can place bets on is the EPL, yeah. and they just had their Carabo Cup games today, yeah. And then they are playing a bunch of league games before they go into their Christmas window. They don't
0: have, yeah, yeah. They don't, well, they one, don't do one, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. whatever their little mini break that they get, they're mm-hmm. they're playing a bunch of league games. And who knows? I mean, with COVID going around, some of these games might get canceled. Some of them might not. You know, <laughs> we don't know. Not. We don't know, but. I have four plays for the weekend. Thomas has two, so I'll go ahead and kick it off, and then I'll end up finishing it, too. So my first play is going to be a safe two-game parlay, in my opinion. Um, The only thing that's not safe about this is I'm taking a road favorite to win. So I'm taking Arsenal money line at Norwich City on Sunday, and I'm parlaying that with West Ham United's double chance versus Southampton at home. Southampton sucks. Norwich sucks. So this is basically a fade bet. When you parlay those two together, you do have to pay a little bit of juice, but it comes out at minus 135, and I feel pretty good about it. All right,
0: All right. so mine is, like, uh, already directly in contrary with yours, which you would expect when all we have to do is 10 fucking – 10 EPL games and then more on, on Boxing Day or whatever. But I'm going to go ahead and play the Norwich upset uh, double chance against Arsenal. Norwich has been playing a lot better. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the double chance of a draw or a win at home against Arsenal. And that's plus 185.
1: Yeah. No, I actually use that same strategy in my next two plays. Mm -hmm. Or actually my next three plays. So I don't blame you for the strategy. I just think that Arsenal's been playing pretty well, right? And
0: they've been playing really good. Yeah, and the yeah. two
1: teams, the two teams that I'm actually this one that you're doing mm-hmm. makes more sense than my last one that I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just take that for a grain of salt, everybody. Uh, my next one is going to be Aston Villa at home, double chance against Chelsea. I think Chelsea's actually been playing pretty sleepy lately.
0: Yep, they have. And,
1: and if you Especially, take, I believe pool this yeah, it's all <laughs> you know whether he's playing right wing back or yeah, center or attacking mid or yeah. left wing, it doesn't matter. Or it's his nine, fault, you know? yeah, or false nine. It doesn't yeah. matter.
0: It's his fault, it's all his fault.
1: But no, if the Aston Villa double chance at home on Sunday is plus 110, not bad, dude. No, not bad at all. They're not terrible. No, they're not. No, I mean, we've
0: seen Chelsea draw like. Well, and I think their last two EPL games they've drawn, yeah. And they
1: just played today, <coughs>
0: yeah. They played so, today. yeah, so my only other one I have, uh, is a Sunday 9 a.m. central kickoff double play. Uh, I'm gonna take the West Ham money line at home for Southampton. Uh, West Ham hasn't been giving me a, a lot of confidence <laughs> in how they played lately, they lost today, the but uh. Uh, I think, I think they'll be better than Southampton, hopefully, and uh, so I'm going their money line with uh, the team that beat them today, Tottenham money line versus Crystal Palace. Those two played together, gives you holy shit. I don't have it on here, but it gives you a plus money bet at I believe plus one. 30, 230 something. go ahead and like look that. it up
1: while I talk about my next one go ahead so oh, I'd look it up on Kindle okay go ahead talk about your all right so my next one is I'm gonna use your same logic that you have for Norwich uh I Newcastle sucks just like Norwich sucks <laughs> yeah but Newcastle's actually forcing more draws than Norwich is they're just not getting the wins like Norwich has two wins Newcastle has one mm-hmm. right but Newcastle's caught like Pushing far more, uh, far more draws than Norwich is. Right. So if I, if you take the North, the Newcastle double chance on Monday at home against Man U, who I think has also been really hit or miss. Yep. They're either really good or they really suck. And that comes out to plus one sixty five. Yes. And so th- my strategy with the last bet, with this bet, and with the next bet, you hit two of these, you make money on the weekend. Right. Any two of them. And you're giving yourself out of those, out of these three plays, there's so three, six, nine potential options. You're giving yourself six out of nine opportunities here. Um, with that being said, my last play, this is where I'm taking your logic on the Norwich one. And it makes a little bit less sense, but because of what happened today, I like it. Leicester City at home on Tuesday against Liverpool. Liverpool just beat them in penalties today. Three three, right? Yep. In the Carabo yeah. Cup. Um, so Leicester's gonna be out for blood. Liverpool, I I Liverpool has been playing probably the overall the best offensive soccer in the EPL over mm-hmm. the last month and a half. So, you know, it's It's a good team, but they are on the road. Leicester has the motivation. Leicester is going to be pissed off about what happened today. And when you take Leicester double chance, you get plus 140. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And to go back to mine, it was a
1: plus 214. I figured it was going to be a high payout.
0: Yep. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. All right. So that wraps up our picks, right? And uh, Yep. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh Probably next week. Hopefully, we can find some games to bet on. And
1: uh, yeah, if we if you don't hear from if if there's not an episode next week, it is definitely because of how slow it is. Yeah, there's a lot and of then, slow. And then the week after that is when we start getting at, close to. Yeah, all the leagues will be up uh, back up and running.
0: Yep, and we'll be getting close to the United States most w- critical window. Window, yeah, to qual world uh, qualify for the World Cup, and yep. so. All right, you know, thanks for joining us. Uh, um, big thanks to Koro Cappers uh, yep. Sp- Sports Network, as always. And um, yeah, I mean, that's it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We uh, hopefully we see you guys next week. If we don't, we will see you the week after.
0: Yep. See you guys.